So there we are at the parade. The, the band is played. It's Thanksgiving is all get out. And then someone shouts, run for your lives. The Tesla balloon is loose. Oh, the humanity. Oh, oh right. From approximately coast to coast, over the river and through the woods to yada, yada, yada. It's the incomparable radio theater. And now, Bushmel Schmeichels presents Marjorie Carter, Freelance Adventurous. Once a special collections librarian for a major Northeastern university, Marjorie found no four walls nor a thousand stacks could contain her boundless curiosity. Now she travels the world in search of treasure, mystery, discovery. Marjorie Carter, archivist by trade, adventurous by nature. When last we left Marjorie, she and Milo's little sister Lily were waylaid by a flat tire on the road to Connemara, learning all about the Sword of Light with the help of an amazing service named Ahoy Hoy. This is the sword, and that once it had been drawn from its sheath, no one could escape it. Gosh! The Sword of Light, also known as the Shining Sword, also known as the Candle of Nuata, was instrumental Thank in- you, Ahoy Hoy. I think that's more about penguins than we need to know right now. Penguins are a group of flightless aquatic birds found primarily in the southern hemisphere. How's the tire coming, McInnes? I'm working as fast as I can, Carter. Blast it all. We're burning daylight. Where I think we're headed, we won't be needing daylight. The other world? Aye. But what about Milo? We find Belloc, we find Milo, and I bet we find the Candle of Nuwata. And now, Chapter 4, A Sight for Sword Eyes, or I'd stuck a Milo for a candle. I thought we were going to Connemara. Indeed, Lily. And unless I miss my guess, that's where we'll find a portal to the other world. Hello, the what now world? When the Tuatha de Danon were eventually defeated, they were driven to the world below. What they called the other world, where some say they still exist today. Thanks, Ahoy Ahoy. Very funny. But you won't find it on any map. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Carrick Foley. Aye, Carrick Foley. Where's that? The Rock of Foley in Far Connemara. Are we good to go? Right as rain, Carter. You could have just said yes. Meanwhile, in a speeding sedan, much, much closer to Connemara. Gosh, Mr. Bellock, why'd you have to go and shoot at Marjorie's car like that? I needed to slow her down. It won't do me any good if she... Why am I telling you all this? In all fairness, he did act nicely, boss. Hush, you. What's all this candle of what's this stuff anyway? A treasure of untold riches, depending on the buyer. Not to mention the satisfaction I'll take in the look on Marjorie Carter's face when I take it from her. You can't take her face! No, you imbecile, the sword! What sword? The candle of Nuada. Why am I explaining this to you? Because you like the sound of your own voice? Drive! I can't, Mr. Bellic. You've got me tied up. I wasn't talking to you! Yes, you were. But not just then! I'm just trying to follow along. Where is his gag? I thought there was a gag! I'm pretty sure this is just exposition. I don't think so. There's no real information, just a bunch of- Stop it! Stop it! Everybody stop talking now! And anyway, if you get there first, how would you take the sword away? What? You slowed Marjorie down so you'll get wherever it is first. But then you said you'd take the sword away from her. Why not just take it before she gets there? It's not that simple. 
That's never that simple. I know, right? Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! Mr. Bellick? What? Have you thought about decaf? <sighs> Sometime later! Welcome to Karak Foley, ladies. Mythic portal to the other world. Carter, look. Isn't that Belloc's car? Good eye, Lily. So, where are they? Good question. And still more rain. Here's the west of Ireland, Carter. Och, aye. We can hide in that little cave there. That's no cave, Lily. Ah, oh, lassie. We best be careful around the sheen. Who's she? No, Lily, the she. The fairy folk that supposedly live in the other world. Or even coexist in this world without our knowing. Surely that's just a legend, right? That's what the she said. Any portal in a storm, let's go. You go on ahead. I'll get me pack. Lily, be careful. The footing in here is treacherous. Marjorie, no! What is it, Lassie? Marjorie! What is it, girl? Marjorie fell down that hole! Blasted she. Alright, we've got to get after her. I've got some rope. That sounded pretty real. We've got to hurry. In the meantime, down below! Richie Belloc. Welcome to the ends of the world. Sorry I didn't bring a housewarming gift. I'll forgive you this time. As long as you retrieve something for me. Let me guess, the candle of Nuwara? Touché, my dear. Where's Milo? What have you done with him? He's quite safe from the gathering storm. I want to see him. I'm afraid that won't be possible, for I've tucked him elsewhere out of harm's way. Tell me where he is. In a safe house in Kilkenny, several hours away. But if you do me this one favor, I shall let you go and give you the address. Perhaps you'll be able to reach him before the beginning of the end of all things. So why do you need me to retrieve the candle of Nuada? Why don't you just man up and get it yourself, Belloc? Only a woman can retrieve the sword of light from its resting place. Only a woman pure of heart and mind, I bet. Indeed. Oh, one out of two ain't bad. And only a woman can grant the sword to another. What makes you think I'd grant it to you? If I don't report in with my henchmen by midnight... Say goodbye to your little friend. No! I thought I would get your attention. Now come along, Miss Carter. The cavern of Carrick Foley and the lair of the she await. Oh, bother. Is this the end of Milo? The world? Or just this chapter? What dangers yet lie ahead for Marjorie and her friends? And enemies? Stay tuned for our next exciting chapter. She has a way. Or, oh my god, they've killed Kenny. It was during the Great Fire of 1791 that Bushmillow Schmeichels discovered a barrel of his Irish whiskey gone missing. Diving off a cliff beside his distillery and plunging into the cold ocean below, he came across a giant squid blessed with the gift of speech, who told him to set out for the cove of Ballybearbanog. There he would find a trio of selkies, who had shed their seal-like skins to become human, and there 
he would find the barrel and what, if anything, was left of the whiskey they had taken. As the hurricane of 1794 raged on, he found not only the selkies and the barrel, but their sealskins, which he then hid in a cavern deep beneath the distillery, cursing them to walk on dry land for the rest of eternity. After all, vengeance is a dish best served with a rich tumbler full of Bushmillow Schmeichel's Irish whiskey. Bushmillow Schmeichel's, when mere retribution isn't nearly enough. The year 1842. The place, London, England. Charles Babbage is meeting with some people interested in the successor to his difference engine, the so-called analytical engine. And there, you are. The following is reconstructed from original documents and journals, reported as live events by the Findlay Quality News Division. And now, there, you are. Who could that be at this hour? Professor Babbage. Yes, may I help the two of you? Oh, I'd like to think we can help you, sir. My name is McMahon, and this is my associate, Tate, and we have heard tell of your analytical engine. Ah, indeed. Come, enter. Let us talk. Professor, if I may be so bold, where do you see the analytical engine a year from now? Ten years from now? Thirty? I, uh, I don't know. I hadn't quite thought that far ahead. It is a device for thinking, yes. Well, processing questions and working through to answers, perhaps. What if it could do more? Uh, More? What do you mean? Let me cut to the quick, sir. We work in the field of marketing. Advertising wares, if you will. And we see a bright future for this analytical engine of yours. Imagine an analytical engine in every place of business in the country. The world, even. Or every home. Or, and I will say this is what we are prone to calling blue sky thinking here, what if these analytical engines were small enough to fit in one's traveling case? Oh, dear. Just think. Inside a box, even. Or, dare I say, one's pocket? I must destroy my blueprints at once. No, 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 no. Just think of the possibilities. Difficult calculations made simple on the spot. Perhaps even questions beyond the realm of mathematics. What if there were, say, amusements based on physical principles? What kind of amusements? I don't know. Maybe something to do with catapults and slingshots, predicting the motion of flying objects relative to gravity and wind resistance and flying... More of your blue sky thinking, yes? That's very good, sir. Where did I put those matches? No, 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 sir. You could change the world with this simple little device. And then, what if others could devise things for your device to to think about, yes? You could open, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, uh, An uh, analytical engine mercantile! Yes! You'd need a review process, of course. I wouldn't want the device to think improperly, now would you? How would it think improperly? Uh, no, no, I don't want to know. I will burn these plans and the world will never- Please, s- Professor, there is a world demanding your analytical engine, I promise you. Balderdash and Hugger Mugger. Yes, who is it? Jacobus Snell with Analytical Engine World. What? 
I'd like to ask you about plans for the next series of punch cards. Is it true that they're codenamed Liverpool? Why, it's like Grand Central Station in here. I'll say. What's that? Uh, no, no, I don't want to know. You don't know me. No one does. Hence the mask. But I am the mythical analytical engine elope, and I'd like to clear up. Charles Babbage, inventor of the analytical engine. And there you are. Tune in again next time when we hear Ada Lovelace say... Do keep up, Charles. Now we'll have to limit the messages to 140 characters. Charles, put the matches down. This show is history. And there you are. This isn't a Christmas show. What are you doing with those? We're doing a mid-season break. Christmas special whose bright idea was The Incomparable Radio Theater was written by David J. Lore and starred Serenity Caldwell, Jesse Char, Steve Lutz, and John Moltz. It was directed by Serenity Caldwell, produced and edited by Jason Snell, and featured music by Christopher Breen. And I'm your announcer, Philip Michaels. What? No, I'm not dressing up as an elf. This is radio.